It's Friday, it's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing, that's right. It is Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafty, and of course my uh, ever-present wingman, Brian Colloran. Hello, Brian, how are you? you All good, thanks, Aidan. How's yourself? Not too bad. Great to have you back, great to have you back. And uh, you're a happy man after last weekend with a great win over Mayo, or over uh, Dublin. Yeah, exactly. We did... um you know, we'll take any day you beat Dublin is a good day, but we won't uh, get ahead of ourselves like maybe we did last year. I think um, surviving league or Division One this year, and we'll take it from there. But uh, any day you beat the Dubs is a great day. Two out of two isn't a bad way to do the league, and of course, uh, you know there's a weekend off this week. And uh, so, who have you next up? We have. Oh, you put me on the spot now. I uh, know. <laughs> we can discuss that. Next That's a good week. question, actually. Who have we next? I know Gal- that. Galway, I think. Is no, it, uh, no, back Galway. Galway. They call it Dublin. Oh, I'll say Monaghan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You'll take on anyone at yeah, this stage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we'll be with you for the next two hours. We have uh, plenty to take you through. We have, uh, as always, we have uh, rugby view with myself and uh, Adrian Leddy. Myself and Adrian Y will bring you through all things uh, gym related, uh, injuries, yeah. and uh, couch to uh, couch to half uh, marathon and uh, everything in between. So uh, tune in for that as well. And we have. Um, we also have Cassery Cavaliers and uh, much, much more. And uh, maybe maybe even uh, Ray Lannan will be talking about, uh, we'll be reflecting on last Sunday's game. Of course, this weekend is a weekend off for the footballers, but uh, it's week two for the hurlers. Can they make a two out of two or scumming our way to Tyrone in Carrick Moor? So, uh, and of course, a fellow Galesman uh, was in goal last Sunday as well. So, well, well done to him, Brendan Quinn. So, uh, yeah, so it would be great to uh, the Bet London last weekend, and uh, they're away to Tyrone. So uh, I'm sure we'll be talking o- talking about that over the next couple of weeks. Of course, the next one is a tough uh, away assignment for the the footballers away to Dublin in Crow Park. But uh, look, as if we can, uh, you know, we've we've uh, back to the full complement. So so uh, we'll see we'll see where that goes. I'd like to thank uh, as always um, Joe Bambrick uh, for a great uh, feel good Friday, and of course before him. Uh, um, Louise McMahon was another great uh, Echoes of Aaron show and don't forget to tune in to all our brilliant shows here every day Monday to Friday from 9 o'clock on, in the morning right through till 7 in the evening some great uh, some great shows and uh, why not show your support and uh, you know what you think of them by uh, listening to them there's uh, loads of different music programs and chat and all that something for everyone including sports as well there's GA View uh, every Thursday from 10 o'clock until 11 and of course every Friday from 5 to 7 we you have myself and Brian so uh, tune in that and uh, also both shows are available wherever you li- wherever you listen to your podcast and of course um, Friday Sports available on the uh, on the Ross FM website rossfm.ie you can listen to us in many ways you can listen to us on FM 94.6 you can listen to us on the website www.rossfm.ie forward slash live and indeed on the TuneIn app and of course we'll, as always we'd love to hear from you so you can send a text or a uh, uh, a text or a WhatsApp message to 0838599748 that's 0838599748 so if you want to give a shout out to anyone um, or if you want to need something mentioned on the show or indeed if you have anything to say on anything myself and uh, Brian discussed today or indeed in any of the jo- on any of the um, on any of the uh, interviews that are that are there or if you have any questions or anything you can send them in and we'll read them out we'd be delighted to uh, we're, uh, we're a very inclusive uh, show aren't we Brian Young? exactly we mightn't get everything right but we have an opinion on everything <laughs> 
as a friend of mine would say that I do the uh, that I do the Formula One with. I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. There's another one for you, listeners. So uh, thanks very much for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the next two hours. So uh, I suppose we'll get right into it, Brian. Um, we'll just go through the uh, we'll just go through the uh, fit the results from last week and in the Premier League from Saturday the third to um, Monday the fifth of February, and that is Everton two, Spurs two, uh, Brighton four, um, Crystal Palace one, um, Burnley two, Fulham two. Newcastle 4, Luton 4, uh, Sheffield United 0, Aston Villa 5, and uh, Bournemouth 1, Sp- uh, Nottingham Forest 1, uh, Chelsea 2, uh, Wolves 4, Man United 3, West Ham 0, Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1, and Brentford, uh, Brentford uh, 1, Man City 3. So is there any games there that you'd like to kind of run through there, Brian? I suppose the one that stands out is the Liverpool-Arsenal uh, game. Oh, you, you would know? rub it in, wouldn't you? I'd have to rub it in because, um, yeah, I've been on the receiving end of a good few weeks now, yeah, but um, I suppose um, it's blown the title race wide open again. Yeah, I think if Arsenal had lost that game, they were out of it. You know, I think they would have been eight points behind Liverpool. Um, but also Man City have a game in hand as well on Liverpool yeah, oh yeah Man City so um, you know Man City were always behind Man City I think were in fourth at spot but you know we were never ruling them out because you know we always knew that they had a few games in hand they had a few injuries to come back um, and they're always going to be there thereabouts um, but regards to Arsenal I think if Arsenal had lost that game you know there was no way they were going to pick up uh, yeah exactly exactly yeah. and of course um, you know with Liverpool now this weekend they have Burnley should be a win. We'll yeah. talk about it later on. Exactly, but, uh, but you know, it should be a win. But it should be a game that Liverpool could win, just to keep that little bit of gap between. between yeah, but it's 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 what. It's what the neutral fans want is a is a title race. You know, the last few years, um, Liverpool, uh, I suppose Arsenal uh, last year, um, failed drifted away at the end. But then you had Liverpool, Man City going at it hammer and tongs. But you know, the more teams we see in a title race, the better it is for the viewers and the neutrals. That's it. But I think the one thing uh, to, from to take away from the Liverpool performance last week, which we you know we haven't seen regularly, is um, a few mistakes creeping in. You know, you had uh, I suppose Van Dijk took the blame for the mistake for the goal. Allison, did he come out? Should he come out? And then for the last goal, you know, the deflection, um, you know, going into Allison's legs. So maybe um, a few mistakes creeping into to the Liverpool performances. That's it, and uh, we're we're just doing uh, predictions a bit a bit differently now. Instead of reading out each person's individually individual um, predictions, we're, what we're going to do is we're just going to read out the scores. And uh, so the scores in the predictions are at the moment uh, for last for the weekend uh, just gone there last weekend. Uh, I got five out of ten. Emer didn't send in her, her. We didn't have her predictions last week. Uh, Martin, Martin, four out of ten. Dara, five out of ten. Noel, four out of ten. Eugene, six out of ten. Brian, four out of ten. And Mary, three out of ten. Um, the season results so far: um, Aidan, seven out of ten. Martin, ten out of ten. Uh, two, uh, and then in the other scores, then there's Aidan two, uh, just kind of overall. Aidan two, Emer eight. Dara 4 Martin 4 um, Noel 7 Mary 6 Brian 4 Eugene 5 and Mar- at work for Martin it's Emer uh, 12 Dara 8 and Martin 11 so there are the uh, there are the scores in the predictions uh, but now we'll, we'll, do, we'll go through the score we'll go through the uh, FA Cup results then the, these are the replays uh, from, uh, from, the, from from the FA Cup 
And it is um, Nottingham Forest 1, Bristol City 1, Forest win uh, 5-3 on penalties. And Aston Villa 1, Chelsea 3. You're a happy man with that one. Um, just to quickly discuss those those two games. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, well, I'll concentrate on the Chelsea one first. Um, oh, I bet you will. <laughs> yeah, because I think... Yeah, no, that was a good one. You know, yeah, no one expected that. I think not even the, the most optimistic Chelsea, Chelsea fan. But Chelsea, um, Chelsea need to build on this now. You know, it's, it's good yeah. to get a win and just kind of to get momentum going, keep keep winning. Absolutely, I think you know what has frustrated Chelsea fans in the past is you know he was kept picking players that weren't performing well. Um, you know, we'd say for example, Raheem Sterling was one player that struck out. He was always getting picked, and his performances weren't warranted getting picked. So he was dropped for the weekend, and you had Jackson come back um, from the Af- African Cup of Nations, and he started on the left wing, and he caused Villa a lot of trouble. Um, you know, and that's you know it's great to see that from Chelsea. Um, you know, that's all they have to play for really this season is cup competitions because you know I think maybe top four would be top five is Champions League this year. That's probably out of reach. And um, to play in a performance like that against uh, a very strong Villa team, Emre, um, you know, you could be saying he's concentrating on getting Champions League football, but you know, as his record shows down the past, he's a, he's a winner and he loves winning silverware. So he would have been going into this competition going to win it. So to go to Villa Park and get the get the win, um, very pleasing for Chelsea, and uh, yeah, it's something to build on and takes the pressure off Pochettino for for at least a week anyway. That's it, and uh, you know he, he has been under pressure for for a good while. Um, some you know if, yeah. for, for some games. So uh, yeah, so that's but it's, it's the, the interesting thing he said about after the match is that you know Chelsea fans need to forget about the past. You know, under the, the on, under, under the previous ownerships, you know uh, every Chelsea fan was you know you were nearly guaranteed um, success every year. You were nearly guaranteed a trophy, um, but that the club has changed now. There's new owners coming in. Um, a new ethos has been brought in you know they're developing young players and you know it's just going to take time for players to develop but and for them to, to knit together and to to understand the way Pochettino wants to play but I suppose with Chelsea over the last few years the fans they they want success straight away and um, hopefully you know you don't like managers being swapped and changed and you know hopefully um, Pochettino builds on this performance and you know results start turning around that's it, and I suppose it's, it's it's much needed as well. So that brings us on to the uh, the predictions for this for uh, or sorry the fixtures for this weekend's uh, Premier League. And uh, so we just uh, I give my prediction, you give your prediction as we go down. That that's the way that's the way we're going to do it from now on, folks. So and of course, if you have any uh, differing opinion or you want to you want to mention any of your scores, you can you can uh, text them in on 0838599748. That's 0838599748. Seven four eight, and uh, there'll be so many interesting ones we're going to go down through as well. And maybe we we, we might ask you to text them, text in your thoughts on it. Um, I suppose, look, at, I suppose this is David and Goliath, really, isn't it? Uh, Everton versus uh, City are at home to Everton. Now, you know, mm-hmm. you can be deceived. Yeah, Everton are in the relegation zone, but you have to remember they have been in good form uh, in fits and starts. And uh, if it wasn't for the ten point deduction, they wouldn't be anywhere mm-hmm. near the pre- relegation zone. But uh, on on. Even with that, you, you know, you'd still have to yeah. go with Man City every day. Yeah, I think the the thing with Everton is, you know, when when they were, as we said on previous shows, when they got that ten point deduction, the little bit of a bounce, but like they've no wins in six, and uh, their strikers are struggling to score goals, um, and they are showing showing relegation form, and you know. I think the appeal is out next week of if they're going to be successful overturning the ten point ban, but um, regardless, 
I think they're going to be in a relegation fight anyway and you know playing going to try and win at City I think City have scored in, I saw a stat there City have scored in the last 54 home games so it just shows what they're up against and you know the thing when you watch City playing last week against Brentford they went behind 1-0 but they never panic Yeah, you know they just remind you of the uh, you know to be honest to switch to Gaelic they just remind you of Dublin team they just have that winning mentality they never panic they just keep passing around you know like every team that City play against they have 11, te- 11 men behind the ball but they just keep grinding you down and grinding you down and you know if um, the goals come from all over the field you know you see Phil, Phil Foden getting a hat-trick yeah. um, and they've like players on the bench like Daku Grealish you know they're they're They've just quality all over the pitch, and you know Brian. Just he's playing the full ninety minutes now, and then Haaland, even though he didn't score the last night, he's come back to full fitness. So, um, yeah, tough task for Everton. So I'll, I'll go for a City City home win. Yeah, and of course with with, with City now with De Bruyne back full, you, you know he, he uh, finished. Uh, he did a, f- a full ninety minutes there. Um, you know with him, you get goals, but you also get he, he is the playmaker. He is a great playmaker there, and he does cause a lot of problems. But like he, he creates a lot and assists a lot. As well, so exactly, huge, yeah. He's huge. like, you know, to use another analogy, for for for, for sport like you know snooker, he's kind of three steps ahead of one ahead of everyone else. Yeah. He sees the game differently, um, and he he is he has time where no one else seems to have time on the pitch. You know, he could have time in a cardboard box. He, he's that good, like. Yeah, that's it. And uh, so uh, we're both going for Man City uh, on that. Uh, Fulham versus Bournemouth. This is kind of a, a, an even Steven type game, but yet at the same time, you know. I suppose fixtures against between teams like this, they are they are six pointers if they're to stay away from kind of relegation. But Fulham, yeah. Fulham, we've seen them against Liverpool. We've seen them against other teams. They can produce, and I think uh, they might be too good. They might be too good for this Bournemouth team. Yeah, this is twelfth against eleventh. I think so. You know, Bournemouth, their their form has kind of dipped off. They had a great run in December. Um, but they're winless in four now. Um, and that, like, if, if you're like they are, as you said, they're in 13th and 12th respectively. Yeah. But a few defeats and they could go slipping down yeah, the table abs- very ab- quickly. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. I think the only saving grace for them, for every other team above the relegation zone, is I suppose you have Burnley and Sheffield United, who, you know, almost certainly are gone. Yeah. Um, you know, mathematically they're not gone yet. But then I think you have like maybe five, six teams, you know, fighting for that. Fight and stay off that last spot, but you know, um, Bournemouth were, were winless in four and the fallen been undefeated in seven, so you know, they want to turn around that that uh, poor form. Um, and Fulham had a terrible result last weekend, you know, letting a two goal lead slip to Burnley, yeah. Uh, you know, so they want to get back on the on the horse again. Um, Fulham have only one win in six, um, but I went for a Fulham win, um, only for the reason they're at home, that's that's the only reason. That's it. And uh, next up, then uh, it just goes to show you, you know, Liverpool are home to uh, Burnley, like I said there at the start. And uh, look, I, I think it reflects last sun, last weekend they were away to Arsenal. You seen what was happening, but they're a totally different team at home. Obviously, Anfield is is, is becoming a bit of a, a, a fortress. Obviously, Burnley, like you said as well, they're they're. they're um, they were kind of lucky last weekend, Burnley as well. Um, but you know, I, I can't see them holding uh, holding out against Liverpool. I'm going for Liverpool win. That's not just because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I really think uh, when you see the firepower Liverpool, have. yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I think Slavislai is back as well. Um, well, I don't think his injury is too bad. Um, yeah, um, it's hard to see Burnley getting in and out of this game. You know, this is nearly the perfect game for Liverpool to bounce back on from the win the defeat to Arsenal. So, yeah, yeah I'd say a comfortable Liverpool win. 
and uh, you know as I said players play, there's a, they have uh, good players back now as well so um, you yeah know, you see you've you've um, Robinson is coming back as well and Trent is coming back so you know they're nearly back to full strength and Endo's coming back from the um, the Asia Cup so yeah Liverpool back to full strength and of course Conor Bradley uh, you know we'd like to say I know, I know he probably won't be listening to this but uh, you know it's, it's a tough time for him he's been playing very well and next yeah. uh, you know the whole thing around his father passing away it's very it's a very tough time for him um, but like you know Andy Robertson is back but you know it's good to have competition in all, in all areas that the pitch and I think that's one thing that will stand to Liverpool yeah, uh, yeah for young lads like to lose his father at such a young age but you know they always say about Klopp he's the father figure so He's kind of the perfect manager to have around the young lad at the moment to, to you know, to to get his confidence back up and keep it because you know football is a happy place for him at the moment. That's it. And uh, look, uh, those that those that have lost lost a mother and father like myself, um, you know, it is it is a, a tough place to be, uh, especially just after it happening. But you know, with the right people around you. You know, you, you can get it, uh, but it's it's never uh, you, you know it's there's never a time limit on that, and uh, yeah. So moving on, then Luton versus Sheffield United. Now this is very interesting because um, you know Luton coming on the back of a four 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 draw against uh, against Newcastle. That was a great result for for them. Um, you, you know, Luton. It's, well, I've said it. I've said it over the last couple of months. This is a this is a very dangerous. Uh, you know, they're a very dangerous side. A lot of people might laugh at that, but uh, you know, the, I, I think it's all. To, I think they're they're more than capable of beating this uh, Sheffield United time team. But I think Sheffield United, they're they're kind of fits and starts, aren't they? Really? Yeah, I suppose. You know, if you if you said to Luton, you get a four all draw against Newcastle, you'd be very happy. But I suppose at the end, of the final whistle, I'd say they'd be disappointed. Yeah, to come away with oh, it was a game they should have won really um, you know it's great to see Ogbene you know they did a section on him on uh, Monday Night Football yeah. they did about a five minute section of him just shows how lucky they are to have a player like him at the moment um, yeah Luton unbeaten in six games you know uh, four and four I think it was four one win against Brighton and four goals scored against uh, Newcastle and you know we all know they're solid they're very solid defensively Um you know, if, if they play like that, Brian, they're, they're, they'll avoid relegation. Oh, easily, yeah. They're a match. They were a match for anyone, really. Yeah. Maybe expect, except City. You know, we've seen Liverpool struggle to beat them. Um, Arsenal need a last-minute winner. Um, and, you know, Sheffield United, on the other hand, they've conceded 19 goals in the last seven games. But this fixture was 3-2 in the reverse. Uh, Luton, I think, got a, a late winner. So, yeah. Um, but I just think Luton have adapted far better to the Premier League than than Sheffield United, and they're in a far better better position and yeah. and they're at home so uh, Kenworth Road is a very hard place for teams to go so yeah I'll go for a Luton win and uh, next up then it's uh, Spurs are at home to Brighton Spurs are very good at home as always you know in the Tottenham in the Hotspur Stadium but um, I think look I'll tell you this one uh, see if you agree with me or not Brian if this was this time last year you'd have said you know you'd be go for a draw maybe, maybe, a, maybe a Brighton mm-hmm. win but the way Brighton are now, you don't know who which Brighton's going to turn up, and um, I, I'd have to say on my, uh, uh, you know, I, sorry. Before we go on to that, uh, I'm going for I'm I, my I'm going for Luton on that one. What, what, yeah, uh, Luton as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Spurs, Spurs versus Brighton. I'm going to go for uh, Spurs. I'm going for Spurs as well myself. I just feel. Um, you know, Spurs last five games has been twenty six goals, 
that's including the, the last they met these met on uh, Stevens Day I think uh, Brighton bet them 4-2 mm. but uh, but as you said you don't know what you're going to get with Brighton this year mm. you know their their last two results I think they lost uh, 4-1 to 4-1 to Luton and they bet Palace 4-0 last week so yeah. you know you're you're you don't know what you're going to get and even with Spurs to a certain degree like you don't know what you're going to get but you know well you're going to get entertainment that's it but they, they have they have. I mean look at uh, Richardson's pen yeah he's doing well you know they're, absolutely. All, they're all hitting the they're all hitting the fireman yeah and they needed he, they needed him to step up when San went yeah. and he has stepped up he's banged in the golf stum. Uh yeah so if they can if he can keep firing them in and I think San might be back this weekend mm. so he'd be a great addition so yeah I'm going for Spurs because they're at home and I just think they're 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 a better side than Brighton, but they do they do give you chances, Spurs, and That's you know see, see what happens. Yeah. It's going to, it certainly, is going could to be, be the game of the weekend anyway. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And um, Wolves versus uh, Wolves versus Brentford. I went for Wolves on this one. I think uh, you know they are starting to get a bit of consistency. Um, you, you know, getting getting results. So uh, yeah, they're 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 a tough side to beat at the t- at the moment. They are. They just as Chelsea found out last week. Mm. Um, you know they'll be conf- very confident going into this game. Um, Brentford have lost five on the road, um, but I think they're they're evenly matched teams. Um, and, you know, Wolves aren't going to be in performance like they did against Chelsea every week. Yeah. Um, and you know Brentford are, are even though their away form isn't great. I've gone for a draw on this one. Um, I just feel like they're very evenly matched teams. That's it, and uh, yes, yeah, so that moves us on to the last game for Saturday. That's Notts Forest versus Newcastle. Uh, yeah, you'd have to go for Newcastle on this, but again, another team that you don't know what, what they're going to get. But I think they're starting to improve again. They're getting back to themselves again, um, uh, aren't they? Uh, yeah, New, uh, Newcastle. Like, but but then when you see what what Luton did to them last week, like mm. you know, Agbeni down the wing absolutely destroyed them, and you know. Not so ours have good wingers as well, you know, they've Callum Hudson as well. Mm. I just seen that another stat this morning that Newcastle have the worst away record in the top 12 teams, you know, they've eight points from 33. Yeah. So that'll give Forrest hope. Um, and Forrest beat them actually in the reverse fixture. Yeah. So. Um, but you, you, you'd need to say, you, you'd kind of like to think from a, if you if you were a Newcastle fan, you'd like to think that, the, you know, Newcastle uh, learn from that defeat, and they've been, yeah. they've been ready for for uh, not as far as this. Absolutely, time. yeah, and and but the, the, that's the one thing as well for Newcastle is the injuries. You know, mm. uh, Anthony Gordon is out as well, and he's been there. He's been kind, very well, very well, yeah. And uh, Isak is out injured as well, but mm. they're getting Callum Wilson back, so that might be um, that's might where they get the goals from. So I've gone for a Newcastle away win, but it, this game could go either way. That's it. And moving on to Sunday's games then. Um, West Ham are at home to Arsenal. Look, Arsenal are going into this one buzzing after uh, after the 3-1 win over Liverpool. Um, you know, but but I, I think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people might think. But I'm still going to go for an Arsenal win. Yeah, I've gone for a draw on this one. Um, you might think it's crazy, but you know, Arsenal follow up at the high against beating Liverpool. You know, it might be this might be a bit of banana skin. Um, but West Ham, they're they're such a tricky team to analyse. You know they've topped their group in the Europa League. Um, they're sixth in the Premier League. Would, would you have said that after last season? Yeah, Probably not. You know they've bought, they've bought, they've spent well. But um, you know that defeat to Bristol in the FA Cup knocked them out, yeah. and uh, they had a draw against Sheffield United. There was a few boos at half time in the match against Bournemouth. So the fans aren't happy, even though you know you've said they're through in the Europa League. 
they're sixth in the Premier League so maybe um, they'll put in performance to get a result against uh, Arsenal that's it and uh, you, you know but West Ham now, now with the uh, African League of Nations being over now um, uh, Kudus is back Kudus is back yeah so. and Calvin Phillips is getting settled in like he, he had a mistake last week on his first on his first appearance he was at fault for the goal but uh, I think he'll suit their style of play well that's it uh, moving on to the next one and I went for um, I think I went for Villa on this one uh, against Man United again Man United are one of those kind of you don't know although they, they've had a they had a good they had a win there last weekend but um, yeah. you know this is a very good Villa side and um, yeah I went for Villa I went for Villa as well um, because they're home Um They'll be definitely looking to bounce back following the defeat to Chelsea in the FA Cup. But during that game, they looked tired. Um, mm. You know, is, is, is are the games catching up with them? But, you know, if they win, they'll go 11 points ahead of United. You know, and that nearly guarantee them European football next year. So, it's a lot to play for. Um, but then, you know, United um, bet them in the return fixture a few weeks ago. And uh, Rashford is back after his misdemeanor. Um, he was on the north, he stepped there for a game and uh, came back with the goal and, and Hoyland um, uh, you know, has finally found a few goals for United but the one thing for United is you know, not having a solid back four for this season um, and Martinez who just came back, I think he was a couple of games back he's out again for another 8 weeks so you're probably relying on Johnny Evans and um, Harry Maguire to, to fill in which is, which wouldn't fill you with confidence and you know the way Ollie Watkins has been playing this season you know he'd be looking to make hay against any of them defenders now I suppose really and I'm not a huge fan a lot of, a lot of the listeners would know I wouldn't be a huge fan of Harry Maguire's he's always he's always my uh, my, my lad to, for, to pick out for Sagan but uh, I think if you were to pick what, what, I know they're both kind of playing but <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather. I, I think I'd have more trust for Johnny Evans, um, yeah. Harry Maguire. But then Harry Maguire can play. But he, he got. I think Harry Maguire got Player of the Month there a few months ago, and yeah. I think he, the problem with Harry Maguire is he's just been the fall guy for United. Mm. You know, he's he's. I suppose he goes on. He goes on the microscope a lot more than other players. But there's plenty of United players who have underperformed this season. But I think for some reason he's he's the fall guy all the time. Yeah, that's it. Look, yeah, to be to be fair to him, he has improved and he has shown. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that's and he's still getting picked for England, so well, Garrett Southgate obviously uh, sees something in him. That's it. That's it. And moving on then on Monday the twelfth, then the the final of the the final Premier League game for the week uh, is uh, the weekend is on Monday. Ca- uh, Crystal Palace are at home to Chelsea. Now here's one. F- I, um, I'm going to go for a Chelsea one. I think I think the. <clears throat> Palace again, you know. I, I don't know that they can play against certain teams. I mean, they yeah. play like a, I'm banging the same old drum the whole time. You know, they do play well against certain teams, but I think these, I think uh, Chelsea are a step up from the teams that they they're usually yeah. beat, that Palace usually beat. Yeah, well, it just depends what Chelsea turn up. You know, Palace could easily could easily win this game, but you know, if, if Chelsea's performance Wednesday night is anti go by, and I think maybe he has found eleven players he trusts. And you know, the Chelsea fans, you know, they've finally seen the potential that's there. Um, you know, there was all question marks over the midfield, Fernandez and Caicedo with the price tags they came with. But like you have to remember, they're still only twenty-one and twenty-two. Mm. Um, there's huge pressure on them. Um, and Palace are without Elise and Essay, I think, and Gehe. So that's probably three of Palace's best players. So yeah, um, and Palace have two wins in twelve. So it's not great form. Um, so I think yeah Chelsea away win 
That's it. And finally, then, um, in uh, the Champions League midweek on Tuesday the 13th, uh, FC Copenhagen versus uh, they're at home to uh, Man City. You'd have to say a Man City, a Man City win there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Man City are, are to be too strong for Copenhagen. Mm. Although Copenhagen causing problems as well. I think Copenhagen scored a couple of goals against City, but... Uh, no city have a full squad to pick from so I'd say they should be sound and I think you, you know like we, like we said earlier on you'd have to say De Bruyne would be the main threat like how are they going to handle him yeah but like if you if you if you keep a few extra eyes on De Bruyne you're taking eyes off Phil Foden you're, you're leaving space elsewhere absolutely yeah, and yeah. You know, there's no better team in in um, in world football than, than Man City to uh, exploit space that's it so that's the that's the uh, it, that's the um, club soccer and uh, now we're going to be moving on to the Roscommon District League and the results from last week Shivan Rovers nil, um, Con Rangers 3 Renmore 1 Balahadreen 3 that's uh, Danny McCar- or McCormick Rush uh, Cormac Rush Danny Brown and Jerry Ward with the goals there. Well, uh, that's Tom Ward. And uh, Ballasadair United 2, uh, Moore United 5, and uh, Josh Lennon uh, scored a hat-trick, and um, Alan Duffy and Emmett uh, Kenny scored the goals there for um, for Moore United. Uh, Westport United B, 2, and uh, Castlery Celtic 1, and uh, Sky Valley Rovers 2, um, University of Galway 3 Mike Dunn who scored uh, a known goal there and um, for uh, for University of Galway Jack, Jack Joyce and Shea O'Connor uh, moving on to the Shield um, I'm sorry there now uh, yeah so moving on to the Shield then um, in the Connacht FA Men's Shield um, Galway Hibs 3 they are sorry yeah, they get a 3 nil win they get a walk over Ballymore um, Moylock 79-1 and uh, Craig Moore Ga- Claire Galway 2 uh, St. Coons of Hasker United 2 uh, Uchtarard 4 uh, Corrafin United A uh, versus um, St. John's Athletic that ended 1-1 uh, St. John's won 4-2 on penalties Glen Celtic 3 Cowrie Bowes 3 and uh, that Glen Celtic won that 4-3 on penalties and uh, one, one from uh, from my neck of the woods and um, Ballinagara Manor. Uh, sorry, Ballinagara Manor had a, five, a three-five win over uh, Strayed Foxford, and we actually got um, Castlebar Town in the next round. Um, Boyle Celtic two. Or sorry, they get a they get a win a walk over St Patrick's uh, FC and uh, Kiltola Pioneers two. CPA Jacks eight and uh, Cam Celtic Dysert nil. Manola 3 Clunfad United 3 Ben Bulban 0 and uh, that's that's it yeah so uh, then we're into the Connacht FA Women's Shield Round 3 um, Boyle Celtic 0 Dunmore Town 1 Killala FC 3 uh, they get a walk over uh, Balahadreen as do and um, Castery Celtic get a, a walk over as well and then there's coming in District Football League uh, Cam Celtic 5 uh, St. Coons of Hasker 3 and uh, Balanced Town 2 versus Kilcurran United 2 so that's uh, that's them and uh, just moving on then to the uh, the fixtures for this weekend and in the uh, tonight then in the Roscommon District Football League Premier Division Cassery Celtic take on uh, St. John's Athletic that has a kick off of um, that has a kick off of uh, 
8 o'clock and then tomorrow um, in the in the Premier Division Boyle Celtic kick on CP Ajax that has a kick off of 8pm and in the Reserves League all these games turn, kick off at midday Shivan Rovers are at home to um, Boyle Celtic Sky Valley Rovers are at home to Balnagara Manor CP Ajax are at home to uh, Coming United, more United are at home to Dunmore Town, and on Sunday, the eleventh uh, of February, uh, in the women's in the women's cup in the Connacht Football Association uh, women's cup quarterfinals, Carb Celtic versus uh, Cam Celtic, and Kilcarn United versus uh, Swinford United uh, Swinford, and in the Premier League or in the Premier Division, I should say, uh, Balahadreen take on are at home to uh, Shivan Rovers at 2pm as an, another 2pm kickoff is uh, Badenslow Town are at home to uh, Moore United. And uh, then moving on then to the First Division then, um, Balnegar United, Balnegar Manor are at home to Glen Celtic at 11am. All these are 11am kickoffs. Um, Moylock 79 versus uh, Ballymore and Sky Valley Rovers versus St John's Athletic B and in the second division then Rahara Rovers take on St Coons of Hasgra at 11am Clunfad United take on um, Kilcurran United 11 uh, Balhadrine B 1 um, Cam Celtic 3 or 2 and uh, let me see that's um, and Castlery uh, Celtic take on uh, Balanceau Town at 2pm and St. Coons of Hasker, uh take on Balahadrine and that's in the Women's League so that's uh, that's this week's um, that's this week's um, stuff so um, yeah so we move on then to um, to to other matters of um, to other matters of in soccer um, I suppose we kick off with uh, you know it, it's been very interesting um, you know that the, the uh, draw for the Nations League took place there this wasn't on our initial schedule but it was uh, it was announced last night so uh, I thought we'd uh, throw it in there uh, we're up against uh, we're up against um, England for the first time in the nearly I think it's 30 years I think it's 1992 yeah, I think so yeah so, competitive um, game yeah yeah but I mean we had a way better squad back then to face England <laughs> yeah. than we do now we're very kind of you know we don't have the, those quality of players now that we had last week so this is going to be a very tough game for us yeah I think a very tough group I think you know our form over the last number of years I think maybe we're probably not good enough for League B and I think England are probably too good for League B so it's probably um, it would be a David against Goliath but um, yeah England you know they have a, they have a serious squad um you know they're probably favorites along with France for for the euros and then you have um Greece who you know we played Greece uh in the last uh qualifier and you know they played us off the park for for two games so and then I think Finland is the other one so yeah. I think you know maybe hoping to get a result against Finland and maybe the other result against uh, Greece but it's going to be a, a very tough group but I think one thing we have to do first before we analyze any game is Try and get a new manager on board. Yeah, and I, I was saying, I was saying off air there, Brian, as well. Yeah, like I mean, how how Ireland do, not just against England, but against Finland and Greece. We know how good Greece are. Um, you know, the the key to it is, have we the is uh, the, the the manager we get? Yeah. As in, like his the way he wants to play, and have we got the players to play that he wants to play? And uh, will that style be good enough against England? Uh, or or uh, Greece. Yeah, you know, it's a week ago we were sitting here and we were just saying that Cardley had got the job, hadn't got the job, and then it's been silent for another week. Yeah. And we still don't know, like, as I said before, like, it's where we were trying to sign Klopp yeah. off Liverpool, you know. 
it's, he's not a world class manager like he's he's doing well with England with 21s um, he has a group of players to pick for there you know maybe 80% of them are playing regular first team football in the Premier League um, he's coming down to Ireland supposedly coming to Ireland um, that's going to be a t- test for him that's going to be a far tougher job international football management is going to be a far tougher job you don't get to spend a lot of time with the players you know you probably meet up with them for a week before a match um, and as we said before you know he's going to have to go to overseas a lot more than uh, a few years ago because a lot of young Irish footballers are applying their trade now in Italy uh, you have some in Spain you have some in Holland he'll be getting up his air miles he will be getting up his air miles um, <laughs> But all thing, yeah. There's well, if you're to believe, there's not much uh, money in the kitty in uh, the FAI. So it'll be right uh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it could be in with the luggage. <laughs> Added to save money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it certainly is going to be interesting. Um, and I think I think the the choice of manager definitely will have a bearing on how we get on in the. Yeah, day. I think we can. I'd say, I th- but it's it's different this year. I think. If if you finish second, you go into a playoff against a team that finishes third, bottom in League A. So you know, there's, you know, we, I think we can rule out finishing first because I think they're a far superior team to any other team in in League in League B. Never mind just in our group. Mm, that's it, and uh, of course, you, you know, the new manager coming in is realistic to finish second. Absolutely, and you know, I've said this before off air. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to drop down to see. Mm. And rebuild because we have we have such a young squad, but we have good young players. Like you know, you see Ogbeni against uh, against Newcastle last week. Um, he ran absolute riot. Um, you have Evan Ferguson. You know, you have Nathan Collins. You know, you have Matt Doherty, still a very good player. Um, and you know, try and bed in a few of these young players. Um, you know, you have the young guy that's playing the under twenty ones. Oh, I can't think of the name off the top of his head. Oh, Andy Moran. Yeah. Um, you know, get him in and get a few more as if another good young lad playing with Brighton as well, striker. Yeah. Um, you know, try and get these in and you know, forget about qualifying for a campaign for maybe a couple and use you those know, friendlies. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, and build for the future. Yeah, because I mean, look for Ireland. Well, even, even when it comes to qualifiers, uh, that's that may not be. Look, uh, sorry, folks, if we're sounding uh, very like, pessimistic. Uh, pessimistic, but it's it, it is. It sounds pessimistic, but it's kind of realistic. As yeah, well, but because the, the manager needs time to bed in as well and get used to the players that he has. If I mean, if it's if it's um, so, we say if it is carsley yeah, he, he he wouldn't have the quality of players that he's used to having with the under twenty one. Yeah, exactly. And we've we've got a good lot of good fixtures coming up now in friendlies yeah. I think we have Belgium Switzerland I think Portugal was organised um, and there was, I think there was another one organised recently and you know the, the one thing about the you can, whatever you want to say about Irish soccer you know the fans will always stick with the team oh absolutely That's um, you know you always have ma- great support going away to games you always have a couple of thousand going away to games and you have always have the Aviva f- filled up so um like results have been terrible the last few years but the fans have always stuck with them and they're always going to stick with them yeah. regardless of what the results so maybe um, short term pain maybe for a bit of long term gain I think um, yeah. dropping down to see would be the worst thing in the world 
That's it. And moving on then to going back to local soccer we discussed it earlier on. Uh, last Sunday, Ballinagar Manor were away to straight Foxwards in the uh, in the in the Connacht Shield. Uh, came away with a with a three five win uh, with two goals from Jerry Ward and uh, two goals from uh, former Sligo Rovers player uh, Jay McCarthy and of course one from Joseph Bottom that sealed a uh, uh, deserved win uh, we're now drawn away to Castlebar Town in the uh, in the next round uh, I would like to I would like to wish Strayed Rovers Strayed Rovers uh, Rock Foxford uh, goalkeeper a speedy recover um, I had to treat him during the game there in the first half he had to come off in, with a knee injury and uh, 18 minutes into the game so I'd like to wish him a speedy recovery so moving on to GA matters then um, in Dr. Hyde Park Roscommon uh, Roscommon senior footballers were at home to uh, Galway and uh, they had a nine, uh, 9 points to 9 uh, draw in a very blustery a very a very tough uh, conditions for, for the players um, and by all accounts it was a game I wasn't at uh, due to because I was away with uh, Ballinagar Manor but I heard it wasn't it wasn't a great game now that's not um, you can't blame the players for that if the if the if the weather isn't great if the weather is very windy it's very hard to score I believe even the the goalposts were kind of <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, <laughs> yeah but it, it, it was a gale blowing and I you know I seen the interview Davy Burke did. On, on, on League Sunday and you know he seemed to be happy enough with the point um, given the conditions that were there for both teams um, uh, but but one point out of two games for Roscommon um, I suppose maybe not not the one against Dublin was a must win game but you know you go after that game you're, you're talking about must win games to, to stay in Division 2 yeah, um, but to have the Bridget's players back which which would be a ma- major plus definitely definitely yeah. and the ladies intermediate Roscommon ladies intermediate footballers will be looking to make it three wins out of three um, they're away to Clare we all know how Clare did how well they, they got to the All-Ireland final there uh, last season so uh, they're, they're, they're up against tough opposition um, so we'd like to wish the Roscommon ladies uh, all, all the best of luck on Sunday as they face Clare away in Ennis and uh, the Roscommon senior hurlers had a had a 20 24 points, 115 win uh, in that league in their uh, National Hurling League Division 2 B opener versus uh, London last Sunday. This Sunday they're away to uh, Tyrone in Carrick Moor. So uh, and this this week's uh, then there's a Kiwi key um, key National Hurling League fixtures: Cork versus uh, Kilkenny, Waterford versus Clare, and uh, Tipperary versus Galway. Now we're we're going on to uh, the, um, the moving on to um, Craig, to Rugby and Craig's RFC first team had a 62 point 20 win over Castlebar RFC in the Connacht Junior 1A League however their second team lost out 17 points to 20 in the uh, ju- in the Connacht Junior 1C League in against Galwegians. The under 16s lost 38 14 in the league final versus Buccaneers. Now, um, this is a this is a very uh, you know this is what we've all been looking forward to discussing. The, both Ireland the Ireland under 20s and the, the seniors and the under 20s did very well. Obviously, uh, Ireland winning on uh, on Friday evening. What what I think you know that if if you were to say like you just take the win and it w- would have been very close, you'd have taken that, but. To 
win by 38 points to mm-hmm. to 17. What a win that is! And of course, for for the thing I you'd have to point out is Crow, Crowley how well he played. Now he made a few mistakes, um, maybe in the first half, but he came back and he nailed everything mm-hmm. in the second half. He was very good, and of course, uh, one of the one of the new lads, McCarthy, got uh, got got a man of the ma- put in the man of the match performance. But every everyone played well. Yeah, exactly. You know, we were all worried about uh, the void Johnny Sexton had left. You know, when when he retired, but uh, yeah, Crowley fairly stepped up to the place. You know, he was targeted early. Um, France would have targeted him, um, give him a few hits early, but he dusted himself down. Uh, he missed a very kickable. Uh, I think his second penalty was very kickable, but um, yeah, he put in a great performance. And you know, a lot of the experts didn't didn't fancy fancy Ireland, especially you know it was it wasn't in Paris, it was down in Marseille, and you know they were saying like that's the heartbeat of French rugby. You know, down the south mm. of France, that's where most of the clubs are based out of, and the supporters are the purest, the French supporters. But yeah, to go down to to Marseille and then put on a performance like that, um, it just shows exactly where Arden Roby is at the moment. And of course, uh, moving on then to the twenties, they also had a, uh, it was a closer win, but a win nonetheless. A great start for both teams uh, heading into this weekend. I think, uh, yeah, they have Italy at home as well, don't they? Yeah, they have. But uh, again, like these these boys are just unbelievable. Uh, and Richie Murphy the job he's doing there as coach um, I think three grand slams maybe two or three grand slams in a row um, and you know every time France they had a great start but every time France came back at them they just hit back straight away and uh, um, a great penalty at the end to win it and uh, yeah I think it's looking good for, for the, the lads there at that level and um, it just shows like there's a conveyor belt of good rugby players Around, like, if you look at the French under 20 team, um, you know, a lot of them are playing the top 14 rugby. Um, but then on the on the Ireland team, I think you had only Brian Gleeson, maybe that had a few caps for Munster or maybe Leinster, I'm not sure. Um, so these all these guys are just playing with their local clubs, and then on the on France, you're playing team, they're playing top 14 rugby. And you know, to play in a performance like that, uh, yeah, it's just it's 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 great to see the position Irish rugby is in. Um, and there's certainly no hangover from from a World Cup in any level. That's it. It just goes to show you the mental strength of not like not just collect not just individually but collectively among the squad um, that they went at that they. But look, I suppose the way they're looking at it is the World Cup's gone. Oh, that's absolutely. And that, and yeah, that's that's what's good to see. I think that's the mindset of Andy Farrell and and Paul O'Connell and the backroom staff. You know they. They know that their objective of, at the World Cup was to go and win it. You know they're bitterly disappointed, but you know no better way to come back and to to try and win a a, a, a Grand Slam. And you know the perfect way to do that is to get uh, France out of the way first and and demolish them. And you no, know, you know no team will be looking forward to playing Ireland. Um, but that's not to say you know the games aren't going to be tough. Oh, yes. uh, you know we'll discuss the team news next week. You know Italy. You know, we see how much they've improved. Their game against England only to lose by three points, and England, you know, got to the the World Cup semi final and unlucky not to get to the final. And you know, Italy um, would probably find themselves feel that they were unlucky not to win that game. That's it. And uh, moving on, actually, uh, so Ireland are at home in the Aviva. They're playing. Uh, they're playing. Uh, they're playing uh, Italy this weekend, uh, this Sunday. And the team has been, the team has announced earlier on today. And the team is as follows: the Ireland team is as follows: Hugo Keenan from Leinster. Calvin Nash from Munster, Robbie Henshaw from Leinster, Stuart McCloskey from uh, Ulster, James Lowe from Leinster, Leinster, um, Jack Crawley um, f- from Munster, 
uh, Craig Casey from Munster, Andrew Porter from Leinster, Dan Sheehan from Leinster, Finlay Beelan from, uh, from Connacht, Joe McCarthy from Leinster, James Ryan from Leinster, Ryan Baird from Leinster, Caelan Doris from Leinster, and he, he actually captains the side, mm. and uh, Jack, uh, Jack Conan from Leinster. And the, the, the uh, replacements are Ronan Kelleher from Leinster, Jerry Lockman, Jeremy Lockman from Munster, Tom O'Toole from Ulster, Ian Henderson from Ulster, Josh van der Fleer from Leinster, James G- Jemison's Gibson Park from Leinster, Harry Harry Byrne from uh, Leinster, and Jordan Larmer also from Leinster. So that's not a, there's only a few changes there from last week's yeah, game. We see uh, James Ryan come back in, Ryan Baird, um, Jack Conan, um, Stuart McCluskey, I think that's the, or Craig Casey. So, so five changes, but then you see five changes, but you don't see it. It's not. It's not a weakened team at all. Like not at all. That's you know, a, that's a that's a huge thing for uh, like because maybe maybe if that was a couple of years ago, you'd say, "God, you know, those couple of changes due to injury or whatever." Yeah, and, like if know. if we were missing four years ago, if we were missing Peter Manny for a game, mm. you know, it'd be a disaster for Ireland. Mm. But then you've you know you've Jack Cohen coming in, in in his position. Like it's 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 just the strength and depth of of the Irish team at the moment is it's frightening for any team to be honest and um, but as I said Italy it won't be an easy game yeah. um, the the style of the style of rugby that Italy play you know they're a passing moving team but um, yeah I think Ireland just have, have too much for them um, the, you know the thing that was most impressive the last day for Ireland was you know their ruck speed I think they had eight rucks in a row and I think the the most time it took the ball to come out uh, was, I think, two seconds, um, and three handling errors in a game of eighty minutes long against a French team. Like, um, yeah, the stats were there to read the stats. Like, they were kind of mind-boggling. Like, how to get your head around how how well Ireland played. That's it, and uh, of course, I suppose ahead of the game Sunday as well. It's important to remember, like you, like we said, uh, um, you know, maybe Italy could have got something, um, you know, out of their game. They were they were very unlucky. They rang in England. Uh, close, but also so that's one part of it. But also, you know, back back we say six, seven years ago, or even four, four or five years ago, they were the whipping boys of this Six Nations. Not anymore. No, absolutely not. Um, they they'll they probably won't see Ireland as a winnable game. But you know, if you look back at the results from the weekend, um, and the way the way Wales played in the first half, especially, and the way Scotland played in the second half, Italy will see. Italy will. will Gain great confidence from that, and you know they only just about lost to France last year. I think it was a late try that that uh, uh, got France the victory. So you know they'd be confident into every game, and 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 why not? Um, we all we all said that this is going to be a tight Six Nations. Um, probably not for first now because I think Ireland are odds on favourites to finish first you know but um, you know Italy could easily you could easily fee- see Italy finishing uh, uh, fourth or third. That's it, and uh, yeah, so that's it, and we've got, we're going to hear more from, uh, we're going to get Adrian uh, Adrian uh, Leddy's point of view now, because I was telling him there during the week, he was actually at that, uh, the France game, and he's going to the game again, uh, this, ga- this game. Yeah, the, the, at- the atmosphere was, was unreal for the first 20 minutes, but I heard Donald Lennon saying, um, at about 15 minutes, you could hear the fields of Athen Rye yeah. ringing out, which is great to hear, because everyone was saying, you know, the Irish were going to be... Uh, Never experienced any atmosphere like that, but then you know when you can hear the fields of Athenry 
in the 50th minutes you know while you're on to something that's it so we'd like to wish the boys in green all the best uh, on Sunday against Italy uh, it's been it's one out of one can they make it two out of two we'll find out all that on uh, uh, on Sunday um, it's uh, they can it's it, they can win it but it's not Italy won't make it easy so uh, you can hear mine mine and um, Adrian Leddy's points of view after this Hello everyone, how you doing? You're very welcome to this week's Rugby View with myself, Aidan Raffi. And of course, as always, to talk about all things rugby, we have uh, Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club. Hello Adrian, how are you? Are you well? How are you going, Aidan? Yeah, uh, uh, a great a great uh, week after a great result in France and uh, back back home again to this port bad weather. It was absolutely beautiful below in, in uh, Marseille and had a long had a longer stay than planned uh, with with flight delays and so on. But sure, uh, I could I couldn't be in a better place because uh, uh, they were very hospitable and very enjoyable. And you know we had, we had a great time and great and great results for the Irish. That's it. And if 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 every trip to France is, uh, was as fruitful as that, it, it would be it would be great. But uh, yeah, it was a, a great performance. Uh, by both teams, the other twenties and the seniors, and we'll be touching about that, touching on that later on. And uh, but start first of all, we'll start off as we always do with the mini rugby, and there was a blitz at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, a fantastic blitz, and uh, they had three hundred and fifty boys and girls out in out in Craig's, and you know it was uh, uh, fantastic, and it was uh, organised with Connacht and. Um, you know the, these particular blitzes are becoming very popular. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I suppose the only way that you can cope with them is that if you have uh, no other activity in the club and that all the pitches are, are available. But it takes it takes a, a lot of work and and all credit to all the stewards, to the coaches, and everybody involved and parents uh, for it to be run off as efficiently as it was and. You know, it's a, uh, it's it's a great it's a great opening uh, for them, and I suppose you know um, in January, February, uh, you don't expect to have as many blitzes, but they they seem to have have taken off this, this year earlier, and you know next week again we have uh, uh, boys uh, a home a home blitz uh, with Monabay coming to to Craig's, and Monabay used to. When I was involved with the with the mini rugby, uh, Monavay had a very good structure in in uh, mini rugby, and you know they they um, to, they were a very strong club at that time. And unfortunately, they're not as strong um, in in the club as the as the as they were. But the girls um, the girls are, are are separated this this weekend, and they, and and they travel to uh, Buccaneers to. to for a, for a blitz, so it's all activity at at mini rugby level. There's nobody out there that doesn't get an opportunity to get a game, and they're they're playing. You know, like last week they had a lot of local teams, so they get they get plenty of rugby. That's it, and I suppose really, you know, with the uh, the amount of games and that that's on, uh, you know, even though you've a good few pitches there. <coughs> excuse me, uh, when you consider the amount of pressure that all the pitches are under. It's, it really is a testament to the groundsmen that are are, are there to uh, to keep it playing. You know, especially when you have so many matches on. Uh, you know, to keep yeah. it in, in playable conditions, it's it's a huge recognition goes to the uh, groundsmen there, doesn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. And you see, with the variable weather that we have, uh, like uh, like you can even see this week alone, like uh, you know, uh, you had snow, you had sleet, you had very heavy rain. So I don't know what pitches are going to be like uh, for for the, for the weekend, but let's hope that uh, we we can manage uh, by by spreading them out over between the the four G pitch and and uh, and some of the grass pitches. And I suppose the the thing that uh, kind of does take the pressure off it is when the when some of the teams are away. You know, it gives it, it gives it that bit of chance. You know, there's still other teams that will be. Using the pitch, but uh, I suppose it gives the it gives it a bit of the uh, a bit of the a bit of a rest. But uh, I suppose that moves on to the uh, the uh, the uh, youth structure and the underage. And unfortunately, um, I suppose that you know there's the the other underage, the boys and the girls. But uh, it was unfortunate for the um, for the under sixteen boys that lost to, that lost out to uh, to to Buccaneers. They lost out to to a very strong Buccaneers team and. Uh, Again, uh, it was a replay, and uh, it's just amazing how some games can turn. And uh, this was one that that went uh, went against uh, Craig's, and um, you know they 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 now have to concentrate on the on the cup, and they're away to uh, uh, Sligo this week. So the cup, uh, the league is over. That was the league final, and the cup uh, starts in right away. So they don't get much. Uh, much time to, to rest on their laurels and um, again they you know they mo- most of the uh, it was great to have so many teams in in league finals um, uh, this year and let's uh, and let's hope that we have as good a run in the in the cup uh, for all our youth teams the under 14s are out this week as well they're they're at home to Ballon Robe and you know that there's other other friendlies on there for the girls teams as well, under fourteen and under sixteen girls are friendlies, and the under fifteen boys has a friendly as well. So they're all they're all getting games in 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 preparing uh, for the for the cup competition because um, you know that even though you'd be maybe knocked out of the cup, there will be still a, a second opportunity to, to play for the the playing for that there for a lot of teams. So there'll be still a good bit of rugby yet to be played. For, for all these particular teams and the coaches will naturally enough be hoping that they will advance in the major competitions to the to the finals again and they they all like to to get to the new Dexham Stadium uh, the sports ground uh, for these finals because it's the big occasion for any of the young players to to feature in in Dexham Stadium and um it, like we had the under eighteen girls there up there recently uh, and it was a great occasion to 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 be there and to have see all their parents and so on and like this this week alone uh yeah boys club um or, or our ladies boys club play all their home games now because with the development that's going on in the sports ground uh they they're in the Dexham Stadium for. Uh, the senior women uh, on uh, this weekend. So, and they're a curtain raiser to our second side um, that's out in the, in the junior league. So, you know, it's it's all it's all go at all levels between middle rugby youth and and all up in the in the club. And of course, uh, that's uh, that's a great way to be. And uh, I suppose that brings us on to uh, the first and second teams. Yeah. <clears throat> The second team uh, lost out narrowly to Galwegians. Uh, 
they should have settled for a draw, but they were, they were so ambitious that they tried to run the ball uh, towards the end of the game and give away a penalty. And then all, all Galwegians out half uh, converted it from a, from a long distance out. So they lost out by the by the three points. So their Galwegians are are very much on top of the of that league. Uh, Craig's are second, and uh, we we could be if we continue to to progress in this competition. As I say, against uh, our uh, our ladies' boys club, our second team uh, this this weekend, uh, they they could <clears throat> they could be in a playoff uh, against Galwegians. We have we have a couple of games yet to play, <clears throat> and you know it will be something else to for our second team to be in another league, league final. Our first team advanced uh, last uh, Saturday night against. Uh, uh, Castlebar that a a big victory over Castlebar, <clears throat> and they're now in a in a playoff uh, to Chum uh, uh, next weekend, and uh, they they have a they have a free weekend this weekend, so this will be a trainer weekend. So they they'll be looking forward to taking on Chum in 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 Craig's the following weekend. So uh, that will uh, the winners of that game then will go forward to. Uh, Play Connemara in the Dexham Stadium on the league final is penciled in for uh, the third Sunday, the third of March. And I suppose ahead of this weekend's fixtures, um, are there any injuries to report from the first or second team? No, the both, both teams seem to be going well, apart from some of the older injuries that that uh, there were long term injuries that some of the uh, lads are out for the season, but there's no. No fresh injuries to to uh, report, and I suppose this week is a good week to, to have off because there's a huge build up of games. That if uh, like uh, uh, Craig's will have uh, Chum Chum next weekend, the following weekend to travel out for their, that refix game in the cup against Calamara, and the following weekend they could be they'll be playing Calamara again. Hopefully that they get over Chum uh, in in the next stadium. So. That would be three big, big uh, games uh, uh, following up. But I suppose when you get to this stage in a competition, that's the way if you're going to be in, in both uh, league and cup, uh, it, it, will, it will stretch your, your, your players and uh, it, will, it, it will give them a lot of, of game time and, and games between now and the end of the season. And of course, that's, uh, before, before we leave uh, Craig's Rugby Club, um, had they had the adults or the senior uh, ladies team had they a game or a friendly or anything this weekend? Have they? No, they're yeah, they're, they're as I say, they're they're uh, down this weekend now. Uh, this uh, uh, this Sunday, uh, eleven o'clock in in Dexham Stadium to play our ladies' boys club. As I say, it'll be the curtain race and racer to our second side uh, that will be fe- featuring afterwards, and then. They can all sit back and, and watch Ireland take on Italy. That's it. And, uh, that brings us on to the AIL League and for uh, teams uh, from the West of Ireland that are playing in the AIL League. Uh, some interesting fixtures, as there always is, in, in this uh, in this section of the show. Yeah, yeah. The AIL had a, had a break, and uh, they're they're all back. Uh, they're all back this weekend again, and uh, you know some of the. Yeah, the kind of sides are at home, and some of them are away. And uh, you know, it's coming to the stage of the season 
that it's important uh, that the teams uh, keep keep well up there. Now it's important that Buccaneers get another couple of results uh, to to keep them uh, uh, up in 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 the division that they're in. Uh, they travel this weekend to Old Wesley. Uh, Old Wesley is a, a a very long established club. Uh, they won't be easy uh, uh, away from home in 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 the, in Donnybrook. And you know we'll be hoping that uh, Buccaneers could could scrape something out of that particular game because uh, every every point at this stage of the season is uh, very very important. Even losing bonus points are can be can be critical once you come when you're uh, at the bottom of the table. Banana are fighting for survival, and um, you know there's a big danger unless Banana. Uh, gets a win or two in the in in the next couple of games that they will be back to uh, college junior rugby next season that they will be they will fall out of the AIL and uh, the other two teams of Sligo uh, or three teams of Sligo Corinthians and Galwegians there Galwegians is uh, and Corinthians are well well up there and Sligo is 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 safe as well from the bottom so. You know they 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 will be playing out to hold their hold their positions and uh, for for the rest of the season. So you know all all looks good for EIL. Uh, just that uh, we just hope that Buccaneers and Bellana uh, can can uh, keep a bit of momentum going uh, to maybe get a few results before the before the end of the EIL season. That's it, <clears throat> and of course, as, as we know, there's no uh, kind of rugby games. Uh, at the moment, because of the Six Nations, so that there's a break for them. But uh, uh, moving on, I suppose then to the uh, Ireland uh, team, as we said at the uh, at the start there. Um, I suppose some people wouldn't have uh, would have thought that maybe Ireland, you know, the whole how, how the how the Rugby World Cup went, you know, where did they go from there? Uh, would they use it as motivation? Uh, you know, in the in the Six Nations, that they're going to turn around and uh, kind of blitz teams. Other others uh, would have said, well, you know, France are a very good side. Have they, you know, our Ireland team? Have they got the the wherewithal, uh, as in uh, mental mental strength to uh, after 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 the way the World Cup went or the way the World Cup ended, I should say, um, you know, to to get a victory now. You know, if, if there was, a, I suppose, going into the game and you were at it as well, I suppose a lot of people would say, well, Ireland can get a victory. And I would say, well, why not? There's, it's a very good Ireland side, even without a couple of the injuries. But, um, you know, a lot of people would say, well, if Ireland do get a, a, a victory, it would be a very close victory. But it didn't turn out like that on the on the day. No, and, uh, you know, like I, I would have said to you... Uh, Last week on this program, that if we if we can win by one score, that there could be only one score in it. Little did anybody think that it would be uh, such a convincing win for for Ireland. Uh, I you know it's it's hard to judge on the on the game. Ireland Ireland played very well uh, on on the last last Friday night in in, in Marseille, and it was a great occasion, great great atmosphere, great support from Ireland. And, you know, when you hear the fields of Athen Roy being being sang after the first twenty minutes in the game against a French team, uh, and to be, you know, seemed to be going uh, going extremely well, 
and France got in for a try before half time and it looked that that France could get back into the game and you know one one didn't didn't think uh, coming out at half time that Ireland would have continued the way that they um, that they started the game uh, in in the second half again and they just put France away um, France France uh, had very little to offer in in the second half uh, to Ireland, and it's hard. It's hard to know is is it as a result of France missing a number of players? They're <clears throat> they're missing their World Cup ha- half backs. They're all, they were also missing a couple of forwards. So um, uh, you know, did that weaken the team, or is is an or were France? Um, you know, they had the same rest period. That the Irish players had after the the World Cup, they went straight into the the, the French divisional teams uh, uh, that they play in. It's a very tough league, um, the the French league, and and you know I suppose that's what they're the clubs and that's where they're paid from, and that's <clears throat> where the concentration did go. But like it's 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 a hard ask to to come off a World Cup and and nearly go straight back into club rugby and. Uh, one has to compliment the um, the uh, the rugby union there of you uh, for the way that they uh, give the players the rest period, give them uh, a number of weeks off after the after the World Cup and uh, and rest periods in between because they did come out uh, a lot fresher side. The uh, the week away in in Portugal was a big week uh, in relation to bonding the team together, going through a lot of the phases and moves that, that we've we seen uh, in Marseille. Um, and they brought, they brought them to the, to, the, to the park. And so, you know, some of the scores uh, were, were, uh, were top drawer. They were absolutely brilliant. And uh, uh, some players, uh, uh, you know, played out their skins. You had, you had new players coming in. You had young Young McCarthy there, big second row man, uh, got man of the match, took with a huge ball on. His his comrade Ty Byrne had a, a, a fantastic game. James James Gibson Park at, at at number nine was was outstanding as well. Um, young Nash at uh, on on the wing uh, uh, did did his job well and got, got his first try, got his first international try. Yeah, that's it. And I suppose really when you look at uh... As well, I suppose Crowley. This is his first, you know, since the World Cup. Um, you know, a lot of people. I didn't see the first half, but apparently he made uh, uh, one or two mistakes. We say in the first half, but I think the mental strength. <coughs> if you're in his position and you're put, you're you're taking <coughs> and conversions and all that. You know, sometimes when you miss one, it can affect your confidence. It can affect the confidence. But look, at, I suppose he's of the mental strength and said, "Look, I made these mistakes." There's, but, but I can put this right, and it has to be said in the second half. Why did he put it right? He nailed everything that was the, every conversion and that uh, that had to be put over, and there were from quite some quite tricky angles as well. Yeah, he suppose he suppose he's under huge pressure uh, in because a lot of people. He's a young man on on this on the stage. He's playing his starting his first big international. Uh, mm. Uh, game in in France. It's an intimidating place to go up against the French crowd in the first place. Naturally enough, the young lad was nervous. Uh, mm-hmm. 
made a few, you know, elementary mistakes. And uh, as you say, but my God, he uh, grew into confidence. He didn't let it upset him in any way. And especially uh, when you consider the, the boots he was filling. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it's time that we move on and we talk about Crowley now. And Crowley did the did the business, and as you say, he 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 converted every, every, every try. He made it a seven pointer, and uh, you know he, he like he, he just showed uh, the way that he could get the team uh, moving. He plays he plays hard on the line. Uh, take he, he took the tackles. He, he made tackles himself. And but by taking the attack and playing on the line, he opened the gaps uh, for like uh, for other players to 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 come through. And you know, a lot of credit goes to him for for his performance on on, on the day. And you know, let, let's hope that he'll uh, grow into a world class player because I I think he has the, the mental strength, as you say. I think he he in my book he's uh, another Ron Nogara there to. Come, come, coming on uh, from Cork, and uh, he, he just uh, he, he he he's just grown with with confidence, and every every game is he he will will help him enormously. And you know the other in fairness now to to the scrum half James Gibson Park, he he took a lot of the pressure off him uh, at times, and he gave him good ball, and that's that's what a good team is about. They protect they protect one another. They work for one another, and you could see that very much within the uh, the overall team on on uh, on on uh, last 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 Friday night in in Marseille. You know, but the great the great uh, uh, game of the weekend was was really the under twenties, and uh, the under twenties was put to the sword by by France, and like. You you have as I said uh, again last week that the French rugby at under twenty level is always very strong and they introduced them at an earlier stage into the uh, into the uh, the pro game and in, in, into their first teams in, in France. But our lads uh, stuck to the guns. They 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 they, they, uh, they it was two and fro. It was the edge of the seat stuff uh, the whole game through. And uh, Ireland, Ireland came out strong in the very end to, to to take the to take the lead and to win the game. So, all hats off to the the management, coaching, and 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 the team themselves. They're great, great crowd of young young lads there on on, on the team now, and um, you know it just shows the 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 strength and depth uh, within Ireland, and it just shows the the what's going on. At a schools levels, at club level, at provincial level, in developing these players and bringing them on to this level of rugby, where they where they can go out and and play at, at the highest stage against against a team like France. That's it, and of course uh, uh, they, they get on the gravy train again because they're they're back in the Aviva. Well, the first, the seniors are back in the Aviva and the under twenties, uh, both home to Italy this weekend. Yeah, the senior the seniors are uh, play Italy on 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 Sunday afternoon uh, in 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 the Viva, and the other twenties uh, are in Cork again in Moscow, uh in uh, in on on uh, this evening Friday, and you know again we we look forward to a couple of great results, and we look forward to uh, you know another great weekend of uh, of, of rugby. 
And I suppose, you know, people were catching an eye on the, on some of the other games. And we we seen the game definitely of two halves, watching uh, Sligo and watching uh, uh, Scotland and uh, and Wales. Uh, like Scotland went into um, uh, a huge lead in the in the first half. Wales could do nothing right, kicking the ball away and so on. Wales knuckled down in the second half and uh, came back at, at Scotland. Scotland made all the mistakes uh, that, uh, you know, that and gave away silly penalties and had yellow cards and so on in discipline. Um, you know, just that Wales were unlucky not to win the game in the end. So uh, it's just hard to know um, uh, what's, you know, how good uh, Scotland and Wales are. So, you know, that that's what's ahead of us. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting and the, of course, the England Italy game was very close as well. So uh, this this weekend, uh, you know, uh, will will be will be another interesting weekend for rugby. And I suppose there you, you just touched on it there. The you know the England the England Italy game was close. That's kind of that's kind of an indicator about in a, in a way of how far Italy have become have come. Uh, with, with regards to rugby, in that they were able to run a team like England, um, very very close, and uh, you know, whereas we say ten fifteen years ago they were the whipping boys of of uh, the Six Nations, but not so much nowadays. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll hold my powder on that one, uh, Ian, until uh, maybe uh, a few, uh, you know, until they play a few more games, and we see what yeah. they're we'll see what they're like at the Viva on Sunday. Uh, they. Sad thing about it is, like they they seem to have England on the rack in the first half, and uh, they faded in in the second half. But considering that they, you know, had very poor performances in the World Cup, uh, this was heartening to see that at least uh, at least they seemed to have got their spirit back and was was and, and played better rugby uh, against England. Whether whether they're good enough uh, to uh, uh, take any of the, the to defeat any of the particular other teams within within the Six Nations, we'll have to wait and see. But you know, but it would be you know one one would like to see them uh, performing uh, performing well, and but uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll leave <laughs> so, it for, so long as it's not against not, Ireland. <laughs> not, not, not for Sunday. <laughs> that's it, uh, and I suppose that's a game you'll be going to yourself. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, no in yeah. No problem. Well, listen, thanks very much, Adrian, for taking the time out to do Rugby View with us, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you very much, Aidan. Yeah, no problem. And hopefully we have another good weekend and good results to talk about next weekend. That's it. That's it. And uh, this podcast was, as always, uh, kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Ross Common Town. And uh, thanks very much to Adrian. And that was myself and Adrian Letty talking about all things rugby. Hello everyone, how you doing? You're very welcome to this week's gym update with myself, Aidan Rafferty. And of course, as always, we have uh, we have Adrian Y. Hello Adrian, how are you? Are you well? Hi Aidan, how are things with you? How was Not the weekend? Bad, great, no. great, great yeah. rugby result over the weekend. So, it's, you know, some good rugby we saw. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And of course, it continues. The Six Nations is always a great tournament. And uh, of course, I'll be talking about, uh, I'll be talking to Adrian Leddy. Uh, about that as well, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's some there's some very very good matches there as well, and uh, I suppose it it kind of feeds into what we do as well because 
um, you know, the Ireland players and indeed all the players from involved in teams in the Six Nations, they they do a lot of gym work and exercise at, at a very high level. So it, yeah. it kind of all fits in. And of course, it's all part of, uh, you know, for any for anyone um, aspiring to uh, be a for, be a future uh, Connacht or Leinster or Ulster or Munster rugby player, that, that, that yeah. it all starts in the gym and doing the strength and conditioning right. and the cross fits and all that. So, and uh, yeah. hopefully between yourself and myself, uh, Adrian, we can uh, help people along the way with uh, some with some of our, our advice. And uh, I suppose, okay, first of all, um, you know, it all begins with doing all the correct things before you go into the gym. All the things you have to make sure are in place. I suppose always make sure that you have um, you know, a, a good flask of water. Um, that you can that you can have throughout the throughout your gym session, or even look, even if you're walking or yeah. running or whatever you're doing. And of course, uh, the the other thing is uh, make sure that the clothes you're wearing is com- is comfortable and flexible. Yeah, very much so. Um, water is very important. Um, when you're doing work in the gym, it's uh, you hydrate quicker than you think because you're you're breathing hard. You know, if, it depending on your training session. If you're going for, uh, say, a run on the treadmill for half an hour, you know, um, you're moving, moving through that time, so you've got to keep yourself up, 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 um, hydrated. So um, there's little things I would advise with water. If you're in the gym, put some, say, some fruit juice in it, proper fruit juice, some limes and lemons, and some um, orange juice. If you do 50%, 50, 50 uh, of water and, and say orange juice or uh, orange juice you you've you're doing exactly the same as buying a tin of lucozade basically it'll have the same nutritional benefits but it's also more beneficial because it's 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 diluted orange juice um and it'll it'll absorb into this into the the body a lot 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 quicker and a lot easier that's it and there's there's also i suppose a couple of things maybe that that we need to kind of advise on as well um you know you you get a, a lot of people nowadays uh, the big thing for them is, uh, you, you know, uh, Red Bull and all that, you know. But oh. um, to to kind of make people aware, you know, it's a lot of people wear, drink it because it's cool and all that. And right, okay, it's all right in small doses or every now and again. But too much of it can be, you know, due to the high level of sugar that's in the drink. Yeah. If, it, if it's abused well, or t- too much is taken, it can have... Uh, bad consequences as well so there's kind of things that people need to know around uh drinking well yep. yeah it gives you it can give you a, an energy but in some of these drinks they only give you a short-term uh benefits as in you, you know only a certain space of time and then yeah. th- then it go- then it goes again so it's not a it's not a, it doesn't give you a long-term i won't say a long-term no. high but uh yeah. it won't give you a long-term uh energy level so it's kind of if you're going to drink it, drink it in small doses. And like, cause you Correct. know, you hear of a lot of people that drink it and they drink a lot of it and they mix it with alcohol and maybe some of them might be on medication for, or whatever as well. Uh, so yeah. people can drink it, but just kind of be, be careful how you, um, how much you consume in a given, in a given time. Well, it's just, it's, it's the sugar content that's in all of them. And it's very bad for the pancreas. If we have too much sugar, um, the pancreas after a while just cannot, cannot work work effectively or properly and then you know there's a there's a negligible effect uh for your for your body like you know uh 
yeah, the, the, these, the drinks industries are there. Yes, it's handy. You can just get them because they're cold and whatever else. But it's actually, like I said, a, a fruit juice and water would be just enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when, when you're playing, say, a second half of a match, say, you, you, that's the time to drink Glucose Sport or something Gatorade or something like that with some sugars because that sugar, once you're already exercising, um, will go straight into your bloodstream. So it won't, you know, uh, won't be stored as fat for the future. Um, like that's the same for, 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 for any athlete that's doing a long run or anything, um, over, uh, over, you know, a 2k run, you, you know, um, you need to, you need to hydrate and also get that a little bit of sugar in, 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 involved, you know? That's it because I, I thought I'd just bring in the whole thing about, um, about, uh, Red Bull because there, there are the do's and the don'ts when it comes to certain drinks and that. You know, yeah. if not, if you're not sensible with it, it can have consequences. So I thought, just thought it would be a good thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's okay. To... Like I say, if, if if you're feeling tired and you're doing a heavy lifting program, if you're doing plenty of deadlifts and front squats and push presses and whatever, yes, that will help you. But don't rely on that as a fuel as a as a fuel source, because that's what happens. Is it's a, like a lot of a lot of athletes that train have little superstitions or little things that they do. Um, and if you start drinking, say the Red Bulls and uh, and those kind of drinks beforehand, you know you get like you you think you you have it as a crutch kind of thing. So it's it's not the greatest. Uh, it it is every now and again worth worth it, but it's not actually good for 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 sport. Say on a long term, with the amount of caffeine and sugar in it, it'll just you know um, it won't it won't get absorbed before the training session starts. You know. And of course, another thing, and you, you hear it in the whole uh, gym thing, and and people, you see people buying it, getting it online, and you know they're going to all these shops. There are shops now that uh, sell it and in in big in big quantities, and that and that is uh, supplements, you know, powdered supplements and and uh, yeah. different things. Now, look, me as a physio, I kind of say, well, there's nothing in these kind of things that you can't get in normal foods. And if um, you know that there are some people misunderstand about protein, uh, the protein shakes and the the different mm. powders and what to do, uh, yeah. you have to be also very careful with those because um, yeah, if, if you can get at all get them, or if if you need them, you're better off getting them through a food a food source like you know fish yeah. or chicken or pasta or whatever, yeah. all those kind of things. Obviously, very you know so. the, the you know those kind of things because. You know, when you order these things online or that, you know, and you read it, what it says on the labels, um, I, I think the safest thing is if you are going to do it, it's best to kind of go to your GP, get tested, see what kind of things, uh, maybe minerals or vitamins or whatever that you're deficient in. And if there are, yeah. and, and really, if you're going to go for them, ask your, ask your GP because... Yeah. Otherwise, you don't know like the correct doses or whatever because uh, yeah. so some of those have a, a placebo effect. You think That's some right, people yeah. are just taking of it, thinking that taking it because it's cool, and there are other people that are taking it. But you do have to be very aware of these kind of things, and do they yeah. actually really have any benefits? Obviously, some of them do. There's so many different brands, so many things around nowadays. Some are good for you. Some some do help, and some don't help, and some yeah. can be quite bad for you so you have to be very careful yeah. with those kind of things as well don't you very much so like um whey protein um is a, is a great great food source and and the unfortunate thing is you know the we're, we're in a, a farming community 
and whey proteins naturally made if, or naturally produced with regard to um, all, the, all the dairy farmers that are in the area. Um, you know, you skim, you just skim the whey protein off. Now, um, when I was advised years ago about protein, sometimes it's very difficult to, I don't know, with work, uh, work scenarios where, you know, the food, eating food is, is, is the ultimate, um, is the, the ultimate nutrition because it's, it's, it's what it does. It's, you know, we're, we're, it's designed to, to, to get the nutrients in naturally and, and whatnot. But the advice I got years ago, long, long time ago when I was training, when I was about eight, 17, 18, was to take whey protein, some casein and get that, just have it for sleep, help you sleep and repair. Cause what, what whey protein does will help muscle tissue repair post post event or post training um and you get a, a better sleep by all accounts um take t- drinking the stuff just because you're drinking the stuff won't make you any better won't get you any stronger because at the end of the day you have to you have to lift what you got to do and you got to practice your technique practice your reps make sure you feel right you're not getting anything uh, there's no there's, there's nothing happening to you that will um be adverse to the body you know um a lot of a lot of these supplements they're not gimmicky but they're they're there and if you're if you're if if you're rushing around and working you can't sit down and have a say sit down for half an hour and have lunch a good a good meal at lunchtime you know you're on the back foot and this is where the the, the supplements come in to assist you but it depends what what you're buying and how much it, it, buying for you know like uh the more the the, the more you pay the, the better quality of the, the better quality of product you receive you know and of course, like you know, another thing we say, like with protein, uh, it does different things. But I suppose one of the one of the be- benefits of uh, protein is uh, is uh, it helps repair repair um, muscle you, tissue, you know, body tissue, and and things like that. Yeah. It's uh, we say, I suppose, if there's a muscle tear or even an external tear on the skin or or anything like that, yeah. it's very good for that. And uh, but but also heating, it's yeah. kind of. It's kind of your nourishment. Uh, that, that's where uh, you know if you are playing uh, sport or uh, well, yeah. just in general. But I suppose yeah. more so if you're playing hurling or football or rugby or soccer at a higher as a a specific level, you have to yeah. be. It's about eating the right. Uh, you know, it, uh, I suppose what I'm trying to say is a knowledge of um, nutrition is is essential to be able to. Because yeah. a lot of people think, oh, it's about eating this and this and that, and don't eat this, and you can have some of that. But it's about the portions of what you eat. That's right. Well. Yep. Not, not just what you eat, but the portions. So you are allowed every now and again to have a treat. Maybe have this uh, once Cheetah. a week. That, but it's all about pro. It's all about. Uh, it's it's Absorption. all about portions. Yeah. Yeah, like um, like to say about uh, a, a a a portion of meat, say what from from steak to steak to pork to chicken to turkey just the palm of your hand that's all that's 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 what it is that's the size of of a portion per sitting now like i say it depends on your training levels and 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 how hungry you are and what whatnot um but like food the the the, if if you go for that um and also depends on the carbs you're having with it like um just cut the 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 carbs open the cells uh, for the protein synthesis to get into them, to get me. So you you must mix you must mix uh, some some carbohydrate with the protein in it. So if you're having a steak, you're going to have meat and two veg, or you're going to have steak and maybe some rice. Do you know what I mean? So you're opening up the cells to help that happen. 
Um, like I said, the, the only thing we don't have in this country, um, because a lot of sport other than rugby union in the in three provinces is full time across the board. You know, everything's part time. Like you've got students going from college and then they're going to, to county training and they're back again. And, you know, um, to sit down um, and, and relax and eat and have a conversation and chew properly, makes, you know, that that will benefit you more so than um, rushing around and, and gulping things. You, get, you know, you'll, you'll get a bad, bad stomach. You'll have a bad d- digestive system after a while, you know. Um, I remember as an athlete playing in the 90s, like um, my stomach, like when you you couldn't eat enough and then you don't want to eat enough because it would be on your tummy too much. You know, you feel heavy or you feel bloated or you feel, you know, so it just everything was an experiment all the time. Um, but like I say, um, the, the, the hardest thing to find is somewhere to relax and eat without any uh, having good conversation over a dinner table rather than sitting on your own, sitting around and just um gazing through the phone and whatnot you know or watching television you're not actually concentrating on what you're eating if you look and see and eat digest like chew 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 as much as you can per portion that's so much beneficial that'll be so much more beneficial than than taking shakes uh, on the go but shakes on the go are good if you're training you're away you're working hard i'm watching a lot of the, the nfl build up this week and a lot of the um ex-athletes that are um, on the media say like they're struggling when it comes to training and, and, and talking. They're working so much harder. We're going from radio station to radio station, TV station to TV station. They just all go, all go, all go. And um, so like uh, they're, they're very much so reliant on, on the supplements as well as uh, sitting down over, over a nice meal, you know. And of course, the other thing I suppose about, about, um, about nutrition and different things as well, is and just to kind of like that's for people that do eat meat and all that, but then you have vegans and you have vegetarians, and there are certain yeah. things that you know for vegetarians and vegans, you know where, where they're big because they don't eat meat, they're maybe yeah. missing out. But there are alternatives maybe for oh, loads of, you know loads so for uh, for them uh, that they're what they're missing out on from having meat. There are alternatives for vegetarians and vegans. Yeah. There is like like um, it all depends again with your tolerance in your body. Like some people are allergic to dairy products. You know, with dairy products, you've got a lot of lot of cheese involved. Um, uh, like from che- cheese from gut from cows, cheese for, to goat's milk. You know, you've got a lot of people that are intolerant, and you've got to work like you know to really get into the nutrition. You've got to work out if you've got any um, allergies or um, any discomfort towards to, you know with certain foods. Now, like you've got chickpeas, you've got uh, lentils, you know, food state like a grown, like, like is the best form of protein when it comes to uh, the vegetarians. But don't forget to mix it up. You, you know, um, it, it's good for all athletes to have vegetarian uh, protein in your system, which would, you know, benefit the stomach as well. You know, like I said, the experimentation I was doing for the for the 90s, you know, um, We'd have we'd always have a lentil soup after training, like from the from the kitchen there, and like there'd be other bits added into it, but there'd always be lentils on there, and it was nutritious and delicious. Like so, like from it's not just a um, uh, we're not just all carnivores. Uh, a bit of choice, you know. Fish is the great best form of protein, best source, should I say? Um, and like I say, um, with with lentils, chickpeas. Uh, and whatnot that's a that's a great great source like chickpea curry is delicious um 
and you, there's no meat in it and there's plenty of vegetables in there and everything else with it and it's, it you know you've got the spices and everything else that will heat will will it will it heat up uh, inside out so it heal you it will raise your metabolism to help uh, help help you absorb the food you know it's very healthy and of course there is another aspect you know in another sport where uh, you know obviously there are there are certain sports where you kind of have to watch your weight due to weight divisions i suppose the most popular one of that or the most obvious one would be boxing i know several friends of yep. mine they, they do boxing and yeah. you have to watch your portions there because you could be two grams or three grams overweight. You might have a fight, yes. we say, tomorrow yeah. and you're having a weigh-in and you're at a certain yeah. level and you could be two grams or whatever it is yeah. overweight. And that's enough to do you out of it. So, you, you know, for boxers especially, you have to be really mm. um, fastidious or you have to be very careful with your portions and what you eat yeah. and when, when you eat and all that, don't you? Yeah, you have to be key on key key, key 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 with that as well. You have to really on the ball with boxing, but also the other side of it, you're trying to keep to a certain weight. So from a weight to middleweight, you know, some guys go up through the ladder. They might fight at different weights at different times. Um, the advantage of the boxing is, I think, the the weigh-in is 24 hours before the fight, and generally after the fight, you know, like you get to the weight where you're supposed to be, you can actually eat more. And you can actually be heavier going into the to the contest than you would be, um, you know, from the weigh-in. You know, you're not just going from the weigh-in straight into the straight into straight into the ring. Now, the other side of it is with rugby union players, um, you've got to be a certain size and a certain weight to keep, like pack weights and whatever else. Like forwards have to be a certain weight uh, and they have to be a certain speed and have to have a certain tension or be able to push so much, like for scrummaging and, and whatnot. Like so, it's not just about keeping a weight to a weight. You're like keeping it to 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 a specific zone. So if you're 12 and a half stone, you, you're gonna you'd be at that. But if you're 16 and a half, 17, 18 stone, you know, if you drop below it, you know, I've I've <laughs> there's little tricks lads have done before to to help. You know, when they're doing a uh, they're doing a uh, uh, they're getting on the scales for the for the club. You know, they'll they'll do what they can to 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 have a certain weight that they that the that, 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 that the club is looking for um to um to on the on those assessments you know and of course there is also the thing of obviously you know when you're playing sports there's the i suppose there's the age the the, the age of the player whether the player's a a boy or a girl a man or a woman um medical conditions have to be t- you know any any medical conditions yeah. uh has to be taken into account and uh, yeah. that's also another way where, where uh, portions and what you eat has to be uh, I suppose another yeah. one, another kind of uh, thing to throw in there are, uh, you know, celiacs as well. They can't have uh, yes. breads or certain breads. But I, I think yeah. in supermarkets now, to, be, to their credit, most supermarkets have a have a certain have a section for celiacs, have a certain yeah. have a have a section for uh, vegetarians and vegans. Yeah. But uh, yes. you, you know that people have to be careful about. You know, it's all. There are certain portions for different age groups and men, yes. men or women, and that comes into yeah. boxing or rugby as well. So it does, yeah, it does, yeah. It's not like, one size I, fits all. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But I like I say, at the level like boxing and whatnot, and and the rugby, that there will be dietitians and nutritionists helping them with with diet and 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 whatever else they'll be doing blood tests to see what allergies they have and what they don't have. Like if you keep eating salads the whole time. You know, if you keep eating salads over a six-month period, like your body will say, "I don't want any more salad." Like you've got to keep change. Diet should be very interesting, like like a conversation. And um, 
like I say, it's just like um, uh, sometimes the, the 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 body's not able; it just sticks and sticks and sticks, and 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 you can't uh, say excrete and whatnot. And you you like I say, you're back to the to to, to the to, to the, the stomachache scenario. And if you're not feeling right in the stomach, you won't feel right when you're when you're out playing your sport, you know. And of course, then that you have the you know the good old five a day, the five things that you have to have throughout the day as well. And uh, you know, I suppose they're yeah. a staple of you know, a daily intake. Yeah, well, you know, like the original food pyramid where the basis was carbohydrate and the top is whatever, fats and, and whatnot. But that that was kind of like, I don't know, it was, that, that was just, I think that was set up just after the, say, the emergency of the Second World War. And, you know, um, it was helping, obviously, big companies produce mass mass grains and mass carbohydrates, you know. So there's the food period. We have to have so much of this and so much of that. Whereas now it's it you know the the food, depending on on uh, or depending on how far and deep you go, you know that that food pyramid is 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 null and void like sort of things, you know. So, um, like you'll say, they've, they, they, a lot of it was sponsored by by multinational companies like Kellogg's and whatnot for that original food period. So I believe so. Um, things have changed now with with the advent of of different sports and more into the nutrition side. Uh, say like even uh, even just like a, the CrossFit organisation, they they do big deep things on 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 uh, nutrition and seminars and things like that. And uh, um, like I say, if you if you're in any professional rugby, you'd you'd be looked after by a nutritionist and or a dietitian uh, to help you um, with keep your energy levels up for all the tasks that and challenges that you have in front of you. And of course, uh, you know, at the end of last week's show, we were saying about. Uh, we were going to cover from couch to uh, from couch oh, to okay. we say the half marathon, and uh, I think yeah. the key thing, and it, it's it goes back to kind of our first episode where, you know, we were saying don't go like hell for leather, don't go straight all all into it. Yeah, yeah, no. you really have to pace yourself because, yeah. um, you know, half even half marathon. Um, you know, it's all about pacing yourself, and Correct. again, like we just said, nutrition. Um, yep. But doing it slowly, doing the doing the different classes. There's the, there's things you can do yourself. Uh, gym work, swimming, uh, swimming. As yep. I said, um, you know, yes. includes all yep. uh, includes all the joints and uses the use of yep. muscles and things like that. But they have to be done kind of in the correct way, and that's, that's where right, yeah. the proper coaches and proper yeah. advice. Because if you get bad advice, it, it can yep. set you back. And especially yes. with an endurance sport like uh, like the half yeah. marathon, and uh, of course a lot of people do it for the run races for charity and, and different things yes. like that. But uh, we say yeah. like starting off from we say a couch, I suppose you know, start off doing doing a walk or that, and maybe a light jog then, and maybe doing a bit. Yeah. Starting off, do exit, do a certain distance today, and then do a bit yeah. more. Uh, go a bit further tomorrow, and then maybe yeah. you know when it feels ready, then maybe do a bit of a jog, and then kind of build yeah. it up from there. It may take a while, but um, it, it's all about you want to do A, B, and C, but you also need to avoid being injured because if you get injured, then <laughs> you're nowhere. You're, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. Yeah. 
Hello everyone, how you doing? And, and you're very welcome back to uh, Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and of course my uh, my wingman, Brian Colloran. And uh, now it is time for uh, all things local Gaelic football. And to take us through all that, we have former Roscommon goalkeeper, Ray Lennon. I think that another day we could have got, like we could have, we could have um, uh, maybe taken a victory. However, a draw in was a fair result, and like the team are competing, the effort they put in was tremendous. Aidan, I have to say this, Owen McCormack. He was yeah, he was unbelievable. Outstanding, yeah. outstanding. I heard that. Let's give him credit. Outstanding, and the way he, the way he drove, like we weren't. It's all right trying to play the ball through the central lines, through the middle third. If you have men that can break the line and, and win frees, like Paul Conroy did it for Galway a couple of times. Owen McCormick was one player, Aiden, that was able to drive through the Galway defence and create an overlap or create uh, or, or, or win a free. So mm. it's just an observation I had that I think the team, uh, we could mix up our tactics a little bit more. You know, that's all. But other mm. than that, the point was a good point. Galway could have won it. Roscommon could have won it. And, uh, right, they could have lost it as well, yeah. But uh, there was one thing that... The there was a fair yeah. Because, I mean, there, there was one thing uh, you and I talked about after this... Uh, fixture last year uh, in Dr. High Park a game I was at and uh, it was this that you know we were compliment. well I was complimenting them and I was saying their transition from and I was saying, saying it to Seamus as well during the wait there on yesterday's uh, GA view was their transition from from attack from defence to attack but they, they just didn't do like you know they varied it they, they played the long ball and they played the short ball and uh, but they were getting they were getting it up to the forwards quick there was no Messing around with it in defence, it was just straight into the forwards, and uh, you know their uh, the passing or whatever, be it foot passing or hand passing. Um, you know there was no there was no messing around. It was uh, it was about getting the ball forward. Yeah, I think they're not playing as quick forward in as they were last year in the first yeah. couple of matches, like against um, like Tyrone last year, Armagh and Galway. You know they they really were on top. They were they were at a different level of intensity, even the defending. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like take for example against Tyrone, like. Like we didn't, we didn't. Uh, young Canavan got eight points, and really and truly, he got an awful lot of freedom throughout the match. Aiden, you know, yeah. um, and I think last year that didn't happen. Like we had two and three men closing fellas down. You know, Canavan got so much freedom in that match that it was it just beggar belief. He didn't get it against Derry, and like if you're playing Tyrone, you have to say who's the main threat? Canavan. Yeah. And we you know, still have to and, play uh, Derry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so like from that point of view. The Tyrone game, Aidan, was was a po- was, was the poorest performance I think I've seen Roscommon under the Dirk regime. Uh, it was it was a really poor uh, collapse in the second half, where there was no real energy, so ponderous, so predictable in going forward, and very loose at the back. Mm. And only for our goalkeeper put in what I would call a heroic display, we were hammered. And and okay, we could have got a draw at the end. We were disallowed a goal that was arguably should have been a goal, but. It, it, it would have been against the run of play, and if we had got a draw of that game, Conor Carroll would have been the man that, that won, it, won that draw for us. But it easily could have been a 9, 10, 11 point defeat for us. And, uh, you know, you know, when the team is playing ordinary like that, you might scrape a draw here and there, but in the, ultimately, Aidan, the consistency has to be there. And mm. it wasn't there against Tyrone. It was a bit better against Galway, a bit better. Um, tactically, as I said, I'd like to see Roscommon be more direct with the ball, particularly when you play with a storm. You you, you have a de- the elements behind you, and uh, you've got to, to play uh, the right men inside to wait for that ball. Because, like as I said, against Galway, long ball was been put in, and there was nobody in there. There was no Ben mm. Carroll, there was no full forward. They were all out the field, tacked them back. You got to leave men inside in. You got to yeah. leave one man at least and sacrifice it. The cornerback wants to go to the field, and him playing against the strong breeze. 
a storm, let him go, I would say. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I think, I think, I think uh, that's where it's at. But at the moment, Roscommon and Aiden, they're not where they were last year at all uh, in terms of the tempo, intensity, the consistency. It's a bit, uh, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it, it's not, it's, it's midland is, is a good... Common West of Ireland phrase, I would call it. <laughs> Definitely, that's, yeah. That, 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 that'd, be, that'd be about the height. But I, I suppose, but really, anyway, you know, yeah. they have a, they, they have the week this weekend off, so they they'll be working on those kind of things. And you know, with the Bridget slides back uh, and uh, Enda Smith and uh, and um, hopefully Alton Herney, I don't know what the story is with him uh, coming back. You, you know, we'd be we'd be uh, ready and have learned a lot. Uh, from that game ahead of the uh, Dublin game. So listen, thanks very much, Ray, for taking the time out to do uh, local uh, GA with us, and we look forward to looking back, look, looking ahead to the the Dublin game next week. Thanks, Aidan. No problem. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. And that was uh, former Roscommon goalkeeper Ray Lannan and myself talking about uh, the Roscommon game last weekend. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. Um, I'd like to thank, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Brian for... Uh, uh, been been with me again uh, this week. Uh, th- this week I thought uh, you know we covered a, a lot of things there. I'd like to thank uh, we'd like to thank uh, Adrian Y and uh, everyone that com- that uh, contributed to the show. And uh, we, if you're going to any games, we hope you enjoy them. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. Bye.